Welcome to Trivial Debates. Welcome, everyone, to this month's edition of Trivial uh, Debates, the ultimate pop talk culture challenge. Uh, we have some awesome new debates this month. Um, each week, our panelists will be judged and scored on their arguments for facts, passion, and creativity. Uh, our panelists this week are Kevin Millard. Hello. We also have Hi. Jane Bader. Hello. Hello, hello. And we also have Jeff Mater. Salutations. So how the show works is there's going to be six rounds plus a speed round. Um, the speed round is only going to play by, be played by our top two panelists. Uh, the categories are movies, TV, music, sports, history, and a wild card. Um, so I encourage everyone to be passionate uh, about their arguments, but not personally mean to one another. Um, or as much as possible. Uh, keep in mind, you can always skip to a new debate by looking at the time indexes and description and go to the battles that uh, interest you most. Um, you can also follow us on Facebook and YouTube. All links and information can be found in the description or uh, make sure to check our other podcasts as well. Live Long and Podcast, our Star Trek TV and movie reviews and Super Mater Brothers podcasting scripted and reality TV reviews. Um, with that all said, let's get started this week. Okay. Oh, here we go. Um, so uh, Dave did change the format a little bit. I think uh, we're only oh. allowing a minute and 30 seconds for your opening arguments this week. That's right. We're doing a minute and 30 seconds each. And... Uh, um, I will be keeping track here, and you will give her a little uh, if uh, if it doesn't work. So is, is everyone hearing that? Yep. Yep, we got that. We're not hearing it. Can you guys give us one second to refresh? Uh, sure. Okay, and we're back. And with the... I can vocalize it. Yeah, I'll do that. Okay, so uh, with no further ado, let's get started. Here. Okay, I guess we're going to start with the movie round, and you can see the question is already up there. Uh, so what we'll movie? Uh, go on. first. Sorry? Who goes first? Who goes first? I got to say the question first. <laughs> <laughs> this is true. So what movie can you honestly say the book was better than the movie? And I guess uh, we're going to start in the top left and just go around. So we'll, let's start with Jeff. Okay. Uh, okay. I picked this book. Viva Vendetta. Okay. So what I did with here was I picked a, um, a graphic novel. The movie 
even though I love the movie and I adore the movie, the, the graphic novel does a lot of things that the movie isn't capable of doing. So that's why I picked this. And the question really comes down to this for me, that you're saying like it's on the premise that movies are automatically better than the book. Now, if you're basing something off something else, all the heavy lifting, all the hard work, all the character development was really done by the person who wrote the book. So for me, even though I love the movie, I love even the content and the creation that came from the from the graphic novel because of a lot of the things that the movie was not able to do. For instance, it was not able uh, to do uh, a good job at humanizing everyone. Even the bad, like in the movie, the bad guys are all shown to be like this authoritarian fascist bad guys they're just evil there's nothing to them in the graphic novel they spend a lot more time explaining that these people have families that they have regular lives uh that 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 even though they are bad they are just regular people just like everybody else which is kind of the whole point of the book v is you know befriends this character evie who's much younger in the book uh in order to kind of point out that She's coming into age. She's coming into the adulthood of society and starting to learn what society is. And, uh, is that it? Oh, God. <laughs> it? It's hard to explain the context between two different things in only 90 seconds. But I digress. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, well, with that buzzer, I guess we're moving on to Jane. All right. Jane, okay. Time has started? Yep, right. time started. I chose uh, Fifty Shades of Grey. Uh, it's a romantic novel, an erotic novel, mainly geared to women. I'm not saying it's a great novel or a great movie, but I'm just focusing on the difference between the book and the movie. I think the book's way better because it's, uh, I think women generally are, brains are wired to get off on reading stuff versus visual. Men are more visual. I know this is generalization, but I think there's a reason why romantic erotic novels are so big with women. So I think you spend 50 hours reading this book and you get lots of sex scenes. So I read that, you're alone, you're having fun. And then you go to the movies and you're with a bunch of people and there's two sex scenes. So two, three sex scenes, you can't do much with that. You don't see everything, it's not your imagination. So that's why I'm saying that the book is way better. BDSM, your imagination can fill in the blanks. So that's my argument. Thanks, Jane. Okay. I think that's a pretty good argument. Uh, let's uh, move on to Kevin then. All right. I picked Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. I knew it. <laughs> <laughs> um, I picked this because it's, they're not, it's not a bad movie. The original isn't great. The new one isn't great. What you have is is Douglas Adams is, is such a great storyteller, and he has such a great sort of turn of phrase, and it's completely lost in a movie. It it's um, his stories. It you don't get what's actually in his mind from the movie. It, it's not. Uh, it doesn't translate well into visuals. It's all supposed to be your imagination and his his writing style. Um, I don't even know what else. That's just it. It's not as good. <laughs> it's just not as good. It's just not as good. <laughs> it's not as enjoyable. Okay, so now you can uh, proceed with uh, open debate. Chris, questions. Um, 
You know what, Jeff? Yours, yours was a, a, a graphic novel. I'm not sure. I've never read V for Vendetta. Mm -hmm. um, the, the only book here that I've, let's say, be honest, I haven't read Fifty Shades of Grey either. Or <laughs> I've seen the movie. I would hope not. Um, <laughs> Kevin's book is the only one that I've actually read. Um, but what do you mean by a graphic novel? Are you compare? Is it a comic book? I, I don't know. Yeah. So here I'll show you. That's kind of what it looks like. Okay. All right. All right. And then you can see, like, they right in that picture right there. See the V? That's actually in the movie, right there. That shows you like how faithful they were to the graphic novel as far as visually, but story-wise, they were very. They changed a lot of different things within the movie that. Maybe didn't quite go with what the author wanted. He even said that. Alan Moore made the, that point. So for me, it's just like there's so, it's such a heavy context of what the book is about that the movie had to dumb things down in a good versus evil fairy tale style story in order for it to work as a movie because it, it, it really it should have been probably a mini series and they would have a lot more time to do what they needed to do with the story, but. Because of the way the story is, it was made more sense to do a movie. Same thing with Watchmen. It's it, you can't make tell that story in three hours. It's impossible. Right. All right. And uh, Jane, did you actually go and see this movie in the theaters, or? I did go see the movie in the theaters. Uh, so I read all of the three books. They were horrible. Like I can't remember how many times she said his long, graceful fingers at the piano. It was just horrible. But like it was. <laughs> Worst writing ever, but like. So you're saying your many, book was horrible? The book was horrible, but we're debating whether a book is better than the movie. So the book compared right. to the movie was fantastic in this, in that you got to sit there and read slowly these sex scenes. But you go to the movie and it goes so quickly, and there's ra the rating system. Like you can't have an X movie. It was like rated R. I don't know. So your mind, what your mind does while you're reading it makes it so much better than a movie could ever be. Okay. And uh, Kevin, uh, for the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy movie, uh, wh who do you think was the most disappointing character? Oh, the most disappointing character. I like most of the actors in this movie. The most disappointing character, probably, probably Zaphod. I, I love Sam Rockwell, but he didn't. I, I, the, the character doesn't seem as true to the the book as uh, as the others, maybe. Right. Um. So is it time to announce a winner on this one? Well, do you have do you have a decision, Chris? I do. I do actually. Okay. Well, um, then please give us give us your your judgment then. Um, uh, I'm I'm gonna have to give this one to uh, Kevin. Simply for, the, simply for the reason that he chose uh, Zaphod Beeblebrox and uh, <laughs> I kind of agree with him. Like, uh, come on, this is supposed to be a guy with like two heads and, and four arms and your, your imagination can go wild when you're reading them. And when you see him on screen, it's pretty disappointing. All right. Okay, well then uh, let's go on to the next round. We'll go on to TV. And agenda and next day. Um, so this one, I guess uh, we're just going to go around. We're going to start with Jane this time. Okay, um, going to Jane. 
We'll ask Jane, what, uh, what do you think is the, the greatest TV, TV theme song of all time? Okay, I went for an obvious uh, Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. Um, I just think that it's a great TV song because it gives you the premise. It lets you know what's happening. Um, it's a great jingle. It's happy. It's rhyming. Um, it, it, it tells you exactly what you're getting into. Even if you haven't watched the show and you're going into the third season, it easily brings in new viewers um what else uh it um they actually when this came out in 1992 they released this song in europe and it hit the charts for 10 weeks it's like topping for number four so that's impressive i don't know how many other tv theme songs are top of the ch the pop charts um uh what else oh it's good because it tells you like where it is, Bel Air, it's California. It tells you Uncle Phil and your aunt and your cousin. I don't know. That's why I like it. I think we can all sing it too. That's important. I think so. <laughs> okay. All right. So uh, let's go around and we'll move on to Kevin. All right. I picked the X Files. Even though there's no words in this song, it it conveys exactly what this show is about. It's it's a perfect opening. It's immediately recognizable. And it it just fits. You know that th when you hear the 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 theme, you know you're going to see something about aliens or supernatural or whatever. It's eerie, and it 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 just works. It works for the show. It's probably the best opening I've ever seen until Supernatural. <laughs> <laughs> Who's that laughing in the background? <laughs> okay, uh, that's it. Uh, I guess we'll yep, move on. Uh, Jeff, okay. I picked uh, Star Trek: Deep Space Nine. Again, much like Kevin, no music. Um, for me, like it's not about the most mass appeal. For me, it's like I, I throw on a lot of different TV shows. I watch a lot of different ones. A lot of them, I most of the songs I find annoying, and I just want to skip through. Star Trek: Deep Space Nine. I always want to listen to it. I, I always like. I have to watch the opening sequence where the, the comet comes by. I have to watch the the defiant come from behind uh, the station, the the wormhole. Just the music perfectly goes with, you know, with the just the way it's edited, the way they show the the, the title cards. Um, everything about it for me is perfect. Exactly what the show's uh, it needed for the show. It, 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 they never change it from other than the Defiant from season one to season seven. It's gold. Yeah, we have a comment over here saying the uh, DS9 theme song is too long. Uh, what's your rebuttal to that? I disagree. Uh, I think it needs to be that long. Uh, I've, I, I just I just like it. I it doesn't bother me. Uh, for I get I get some other people might not like it, but I might find the X Files one too long or. Or whatever. There's lots of them that are too long, in your opinion. But if you like it, I want more of it. I want it to be longer. That's my rebuttal. <laughs> it's not long enough. <laughs> you can't sing along to either of your songs. They're lame. Sorry. <laughs> Even though I love Star Trek and I love X Files, those are two of my favorite shows in the whole wide world. No. 
Uh, not a party tune. Not party. First tune. kid's a Bel Air. He's just going about on about the dice in his mirror, and he's yeah. you know he's See, traveling we all know around. It. I know it. Doesn't mean I like it. Makes you want to dance. <laughs> <laughs> and as for X Files, X Files is just like yeah. Well, Kevin, there's a question for you then. They're they're kind of making fun of your song. Um, what, 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 what instrument is even that? That doo like, What instrument is that? I have no idea. No idea. Um, who cares? It's matter. still awesome. <laughs> the one thing I will agree with Kevin that is X Files is the immediately recognizable. Yeah. Uh, Fresh Prince of Bel Air is one of those ones where I skip it. I do not need to listen to it. I've heard it. I I, I find it annoying the more I hear it. Oh, no, no, uh, no. So that's how I feel about the Fresh Prince. Uh, X-Files, I mean, it's good. I mean, it's, I mean, it's just it's fits with the show, I feel. Like, it's, oh, it's perfect for the show that you're about to watch. I agree. It yeah. is definitely uh, suited for the show. But so is Deep Space Nine's yeah. Uh, theme. Yeah, and but so, I, so, I think so a few parties where someone mentions Fresh Prince and people just break out singing. Oh, it. yeah. Like, that's a success to me. Fresh Prince is always on like the top ten list of best TV theme songs. Deep Space Nine is never on those no. themes, but I disagree with There's all of those lists. <laughs> Bullshit. <laughs> okay, I, I I think I've got a a uh, a ruling on this one. Um, gonna have to give this one to Jane. To Jane. Thank you, thank you Judge. You know, you should thank um, me. <laughs> <laughs> When that song comes on, you can't you can't help but singing it, even if you yep. don't really like that kind of music. It doesn't matter. Yeah, you just end up singing it. I don't I don't sing either of your songs. I don't sing the X Files. I wouldn't. Which one's next? I, I wouldn't have that in my playlist. But you don't need it's not you don't need to like throw it on to listen to it when it's when you watch the show. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Are you at Jane? Well, I do. Uh... Live with Dave Mater, you know. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you, you know exactly what kind of parties Jane is at. Dave. <laughs> I go to Fifty Shades of Grey parties. I go to Fresh Prince parties. <laughs> you probably do watch DS9 a lot more than Fresh Prince at that house, but that's okay. Well, I guess we're moving on to the music question. Thanks, Kevin. Maybe you should host. <laughs> I don't want to. <laughs> I don't want to. <laughs> All right. Uh, so here's an interesting question for you guys. Because um, we, 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 we do know that annoying song that the ice cream truck plays when it's uh, coming down the street. It tracks all the kids. You know, the kids go running. They ask their parents for money. If there was such thing as a beer truck, what song would it be playing to uh, to announce its presence to make you want to run out there and get a beer? And uh, we'll we'll start this one off with Kevin. Well, I'm glad you said what will make you want to run out there and get a beer because my choice is you got to fight for your right by the Beastie Boys. Good when you hear, it's not about beer. I was looking for a song about beer, and then I came on I came up on this one, and I'm like, this is it. You. You hear, you hear that music. You gotta fight for your right 
to party. Like it's it just it amps everybody up and you're ready to have a beer and have a good time. I guess so. Could you see all the men running? <laughs> Always. Just like kids. Just like kids going for the ice cream truck. All right. For sure. Okay. Uh, let's move on to Jeff. Okay. I picked um, Billy Currington, Pretty Good at Drinking Beer. Country song. Because when I looked up songs about beer, 99% of them were, were country songs. Yeah. So then I, then I decided to pick the most country of the country songs. And it's just a guy going pretty good at drinking beer. Oh, you know, that would that, that would announce to all the the alcoholics and just look around. It's a pretty chill song. So you don't you don't run after the beer truck. You're more like, what's going on over there? <laughs> okay, I might have a beer. All right. Like that's kind of what it is for me. I mean, I can give you a little sample. We'd love to hear it. No, not too many seconds. We don't want copyright infringements here. Okay. Oh yeah. You get the idea. That. You get the point. I, I it's fair use if I'm making a point with it. I think so. They, you know, they shouldn't be able, be able to do that. Hmm. I, I I did actually um, when you sent that answer in, Jeff. I did actually have to look up your song because uh, out of the three of you, yours is the only song I didn't know. Which means I have like no chance of winning this point. Well. There was- <laughs> <laughs> the, the, the point that I took I took the time out of my day to actually look it up right thank you so uh, <laughs> I think it's a fairly decent answer and uh, <laughs> right. so for this one um, let's let's move on to Jane okay um, so I chose a song from 1993 called pork soda by Primus I know and you may be familiar uh, with pandering <laughs> Um, <laughs> pork soda. I looked up the definition of pork soda just for some, you know, context. Pork soda is the slop that results from the drainage of draft beers into a bar and a bar into a bucket. So it's kind of that beer that no one drinks. Um, so I like Primus, um, but I do find this song could be taken as annoying to some people. So I think there's a reason why ice cream trucks play annoying, annoying songs because it gets people to want to eat ice cream. And I think an annoying song will get people to want to come out and drink beer. It might drive them to drink beer. I can give you just a little bit of this pork soda song just so you get my point of view. So I think it works that um, you will sell lots of beer because you will sell your extra beer that fell into a bucket to the Primus fans and you will annoy non-Primus fans so much that they're going to have to drink all your beer. So it's a good business model. (laughs) That's a good one, Jane. (laughs) Oh, you would think so. (laughs) You, you know, what are you saying? You don't like Billy Currington more than Primus? Is that what you're oh, trying to tell me, Chris? Primus for every answer. This, uh, this, this, question, Primus. this question is really not about my favorite band. <laughs> <laughs> if it was, I guess the point would have to go to Jane. But it's not. <laughs> uh, 
Um, you guys have any rebuttals? Do you, do you want to talk about the other person's song? I've never heard Pork Soda. Um, what was Kevin's song again? It was... Uh, oh, yeah. Right. Fight for Your Right. Good song. More about, like, partying. I don't know how much it would announce the beer truck coming. Like party uh, on its way with beer. It's a mobile right. party. Right, but it, it, but you have to fight for your right for that. I mean, well, right we, we don't have beer trucks right now. We need them. We got to fight for our rights. <laughs> <laughs> but if it existed, why would they announce it? That's my. <laughs> okay, well you got me on that technicality. <laughs> <laughs> and what was your? Uh, song Jeff, I forgot already. <laughs> Billy Currington, uh, <laughs> pretty good at drinking song. beer. Huh. It's a I picked the countryest of the most country songs because every song about beer is pretty much a country song, unless it's like an obscure pork soda or or uh, fight for your right to party. I've never thought of as a beer song. It it's is um, a, it's, it's not, but the party, it's party, yeah. which you do drink, but you do other things when you party. Not only, you know. Well, you can do other things beer. while you're at the beer truck. They just don't sell them. It's true. <laughs> no, I think yeah, the whole annoying thing. I don't think either of your songs are necessarily annoying to people. There's a reason ice cream trucks put out annoying music. Got to be most song. people. Most people don't like country music. Jody Simpson says James Bay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Jade's got a one-track argument here. She's like, Primus is great. Chris, you know I'm right. Mike Randall says Primus sucks, and he's absolutely right. <laughs> See, he, it forced it for, uh, forced Mike Randall to drink. If you had to listen to that for ten minutes, be like, grab me a beer, man. I can't take if, it anymore. If well, I heard uh, country music blasting through the streets, yeah. I would know the beer is coming. Now I wouldn't be happy about it because you shouldn't be happy about it. <laughs> It should kind of, you'd be like, why is that happening? That would be weird if there was a mobile beer truck just driving around the, the, the neighborhood like the ice cream truck, like this question, <laughs> the whole premise is, right? You would be concerned. Well, before I give my decision, I, I, I want to tell you that none of you got my golden buzzer song. 99 bottles of beer? No, I'll play a little bit of it for you. Imagine the beer truck coming and you hear this. <laughs> You guys hear that? Yep. 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 Yeah, that would have been my golden buzzer song. Oh. <laughs> um, Sorry, we didn't pick it. <laughs> but um, hearing all the arguments, um, I'm I'm gonna have to go with uh, with Kevin on this one. I mean, Jane, you know I love Primus. But, uh, I know. You, you, you didn't, you didn't, yeah, I love the Beastie Boys. I get it. You like the Beastie Boys? Kevin. Uh, Beastie Boys wins this time. My only r argument with that is I I like to listen to that song by the Beastie Boys. It's not annoying. Yeah, I don't <laughs> yeah. want to be annoyed before I go drinking. But the question said, isn't the you do you think the ice cream truck uh, song is annoying, Chris? Because I don't That's, think the ice cream truck would necessarily have to be annoying. It would just have to tell you, hey, beer's coming. Oh, okay. Oh, that's how the question was read, so that's kind of how I went with it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the ice cream truck song is annoying. The beer truck song doesn't have to be. <laughs> right. That's true. Just for those keeping score, it's uh, 
Two points for Kevin, one point for Jane. Jeff is yet to uh -huh. get on the board. Uh -oh. yeah, last week, uh -oh. Jeff came back and won the whole thing from behind. He did, so don't underestimate Jeff. No, he's a tough competitor no, right here. All right. I do not think Jeff is out of this at all. Um, so let's, uh, what? let's move on to this sports round then. And uh, we're this time we're going to start with Jeff. Oh. We'll read the question. What sport would you consider has to have the best athletes? Okay, I feel like I definitely am going to win this one because I picked free solo rock climbing. Okay, if you, if you are not a good athlete, you're dead. So if you're asking what sport has to have the best athlete, it's free solo rock climbing. It's not even close. Nobody will, no other sport. You, I don't care how hard it is to throw a ball into a hoop or kick a ball through a thing or how hard do you get hit by a tackle or UFC fighting. This is the hardest sport to do. If you slip, you're dead. You have to have perfect technique, perfect strength, perfect endurance. Because anything short of perfect, you're dead. I don't even know if I, I don't even say anything else. That's uh, I mean, watch free solo Alex Honnold, and you'll see how hard something like that is to do. And uh, you, you can't beat it. There's nothing. I thought biathlon maybe because it's the endurance is hard. The free solo rock climbing is everything. It's strength, endurance, speed, uh, mental. It's a, it's physical. Everything. Okay. With that, uh, let's move on to Jane. Okay, I chose ultra marathoning or ultra running. Um, this is not, I don't know how well known it is to some people. Uh, it's defined as any running race over 42.169 kilometers. Uh, so more than a standard marathon. Uh, I'm impressed by these athletes. Uh, I looked up athlete and uh, it's defined by physical strength, agility and stamina. So these marathons typically are 100 miles, a kilometer, 160 kilometers or longer, generally 100 miles. They can be a race for 24 hours straight, 48 hours straight. They can span six days. They go from the Arctic to Antarctica, to the Yukon, to the deserts, to the Brazilian jungles, climbing mountains, going off trail jumping over crocodiles and uh, it's just crazy what these athletes go through. Um, the amount they push their brains, their physical, their strength to the very limit. Um, and it kind of feels like the ancient Greeks, what the Olympics were back then to now this, this crazy athleticism that we're seeing from these ultra marathoners just blows me away. So that's why I uh, consider them the best. Sounds like you've done some great research there, Gene. That, uh, let's move on to Kevin. All right. I picked gymnastics because I think it, it, it gives you the best all-around athlete. You need everything to do gymnastics. You need not just physical strength and endurance, endurance and stamina and agility, but you also need mental concentration. It's, it's actually a lot like Jeff's answer. The two require exactly the same sort of sort of uh, set of skills, and um, you don't just get good at one thing. You have several different events, and you have to do them all to be at the top of of your game. Interesting. Okay, uh, follow up question for Jeff. Mm. Uh, in this solo rock climbing. Um, 
Did they did they use ropes at all? I, I just don't know. I, I need to know. Oh yeah. So for, so yeah, it's free solo rock climbing is when you go without a rope, and you have to climb to the top of whatever you're climbing on top of if it's a mountain or a huge cliff usually uh so alex honnell did use uh, el capitan which is in yosemite national park it's like taller than the burj khalifa and he climbed it in under four hours it's a free solo no ropes so that means any mistake he made he was dead okay so like when you say like for me what this question is asking is you have to this sport you have to be the best athlete to do it so you and exactly what Kevin was saying, you need mental concentration. You need, um, you, you need, you know, physical ability, technique, uh, endurance, all these things, right? So, like, uh, there is rock climbing where you, you you use ropes, and usually you do it with another person. So that, that that that's like called paired climbing with ropes or whatever. And then there's also another type of soloing that you do with yourself with ropes, which a guy did the same mountain. It took him 23 hours to do by himself with ropes. So it's it's a lot more safe, yeah. but a lot more difficult endurance-wise. But if you do free solo, it's a lot more scary because you can slip and die at any time. All right. It does sound scary. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it does. <laughs> Dean, uh, you run a hot uh, – I never heard of ultra-marathoning mm -hmm. before. Um, I didn't know people ran 160 kilometers. Yeah, um, it's been around since about the 1700s. Yeah. But got game popularity in the last little bit. Yeah, it doesn't sound fun. <laughs> no. See, I think when you do rock climbing, you're going to do that on a nice sunny afternoon generally. This is like you're in the freaking Antarctic. or that, And you're the same athlete. So you have to be conditioned to run in the Arctic, run at 3,000 feet, run in uh, Amazon rainforest. Like that takes a lot of conditioning to flip from that kind of environment to another. Like that's hard on your body. So these people are just elite athletes. Okay, and Kevin with gymnastics. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, um, I think most gymnasts train from their, when they're like, when they're, they're very young. Yes. Um, so they their their bodies should get accustomed to it and so what makes your sport uh you know what 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 makes you have to be so athletic to do that if if, if like an eight-year-old girl can do it <laughs> oh an eight-year-old girl <laughs> doesn't do it at olympic levels <laughs> and um because you you're just starting out at eight chris it's okay. it's not like a girl does a somersault on the grass and all of a sudden she's a gymnast. It takes incredible amounts of strength. And I think that gymnastics would, a, a training in gymnastics would translate to other sports easier. Like you would have an easier time transitioning from say a gymnastics to, for, to rock climbing because you'd have that strength already. You use that kind of stuff in gymnastics. And that, right. that could be said for any sport. It's just the best sort of all-around conditioning. I get it. Uh, and I think I have a decision on this one. Um, right. Mostly because it was argued the best, I'm going to have to give this one to Jeff. Oh, yeah. The, 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 the fact that, like, you make one mistake and you're dead. Um, I think Jeff has to take it. Yep. I get it. On the board. 
So now the recap uh, is uh, two points, Kevin, one point, Jane, one point, Jeff. Uh, two rounds in the main game to go. Uh, so I guess we'll be moving on now. Is anybody's game here? The history. Anybody's game. Oh, right. oh, we're gonna move on to the the history question right now. <laughs> Interesting one. Could be could we be writing history right now? Who do you think is the worst president the US has ever had? And uh, I think it's Vin's turn to go first. Yeah, I think so. Uh, I went with what comes to everyone's mind. I think first I went with Trump. I know the argument is gonna be you're going with you know how we, we feel right now, but I feel, um, I kind of looked at three categories, which I feel jump out about presidents, uh, like crook, a bigot, and in just plain incompetence. There are other uh, presidents that can fill these categories, but I think Trump fills them all. Um, a president is supposed to lead the country, protect our constitution. Trump is not doing that at all. I think we all can give a huge, massive list of everything he's done. You can look at like Buchanan. Well, yeah, that was slavery. He didn't do well on that. Well, Trump has done a million that we could pick up, well, thousands of bigoted, bigoted things. Even this morning, I saw he tweeted pro white supremacists. Like, just it's a daily, daily thing. We're, we're done, we are not even used to how bad he is now. Uh, what else has he done? He's gone against the press for libel laws, he's against the press that just erodes the constitution like i don't know i just could go on um i might want to see everyone else's arguments and then chat a little bit more about this sounds good with that uh let's move on to kevin all right this question i don't care um <laughs> i picked ronald reagan because um I think for I had a few reasons. He really ramped up the war on drugs and and uh, and really ramped up like the putting putting people in jail for for minor crimes and and all that stuff. But for the main reason was Reaganomics, the trickle down economics that really is what divides that country right now was started with him. And he made it popular. He was a popular president. People liked him. And now I think the division that you see between Republican and Democrat, the way it is today, is all a result of him. Also, he was way into astrology, and that's just bullshit. <laughs> uh, too bad Dave's not here to argue. That <laughs> 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 I guess. Uh, I guess we'll move on to uh, to Jeff. Me and Kevin are on the same page here a lot. Uh, kind of funny. I picked George W. Bush, another puppet president that wasn't really quite in charge, yet some of the most heinous shit went on during his presidency. Well, I could talk for several hours about why George W. Bush, I feel like, is one of the worst presidents. Um, for me, it's just like, again, what Jane was saying, like he ignored the Constitution. He started legal wars. He w read a book upside down in a classroom while the country was being attacked. I mean, he's just as dumb as Trump. I mean, uh, it, it, it just there's so many things with George W. Bush. I mean, he started the whole torture thing, Guantanamo and pay. He, he made torture cool and normal. And it's like everything about George W. W. Bush 
now he's going to football games with Ellen. Like as our you know society is like saying to ourselves, like what are we doing? Like why we look at George W. Bush as a better president than Trump, and they're both terrible. Like they're all terrible for the most part. If you go back and look at all presidents, so when I read this question, I was like, it's so hard to pick. <laughs> you know, to pick one president and because they're all guilty of terrible things. Um, the problem is like what, what Jane's saying with Trump is that he was he's the most offensive to everybody because of he has no problem saying whatever he wants to say. George W. Bush was the most like, uh, dude, you was stupid and just like what you're not even running the country and everybody knows it. Uh, with sorry, and I just want to make one final point about Reagan. Reagan was senile toward the end of his presidency, and Nancy was basically running the country. So, I mean. <laughs> They're all bad. Yeah, it's just which which whatever one Chris thinks is the worst. I guess. <laughs> I, <don't know. laughs> uh, I agree that they're all bad. <laughs> uh, I think this one's between Jane and. Uh, this one's between have, Jane and. Can I say? Yeah. Can I say something? Just a little rebuttal. I would say that um, neither George W. or Ronald Reagan were impeached. Um, I think Jeff made my argument saying that we do kind of wish we had George W. back. He'd be a better president than uh, Trump. So there's, I think I win there. And um, Reagan was likable, I, I thought. A lot of people liked Reagan. Um, oh, and Puppet, uh, at least they were not puppets, puppets for foreign powers. Putin. So. Okay, well, I, just, I disagree with the idea that, like, George W. Bush is better because I don't. I wouldn't want either guy. I wouldn't want George W. Bush running the country right now. I wouldn't want Trump. I wouldn't want any of these people. They're all in the same club. So for me, like picking which one's the worst is kind of to miss the point. And that's I kind of reject the question. Do you find it interesting that we all picked Republicans? Yeah, we yeah. all did. Pick Republicans. <laughs> hmm. Um. Okay. Jody thinks uh, James Buchanan. James, James Buchanan, Buchanan yeah, yeah, but he just was against. Well, he was pr against slavery, but he did nothing about it and caused like didn't like basically civil war because he was was didn't have any action. Like, anyway. All right, Chris. Uh, do you have your ruling? <laughs> so the only other president that almost got impeached during my time was Clinton. And I was just for getting a blowjob. I think Trump I was relying about that blowjob. Relying about getting a blowjob. I think Trump. What a weird to... thing to impeach a president for. <laughs> <laughs> lying about getting a blowjob. It's sort of weird to lie about. Getting Mine a gets away with grabbing pussies. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. No. Trump grabs pussies. He wins. Jane, you get this point. <laughs> I think that was an easy win. <laughs> I knew you would pick this before I had picked mine, so I was like, "All right, yeah, I didn't even it. try." <laughs> did you pick Reagan first, Kevin? Or yeah, did you... yeah. yeah. Uh, Kevin did. Uh, you know what's amazing? This is the first time all three of you have sent in your answers, and there were no duplicates. Oh, really? Yeah, there were no duplicates. And I only put mine in like an hour and a half ago. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, yeah, and I got to start. Okay, last question. Last question of the main round. 
Um, and I think we got a good race going. Uh, two for Jane, two for Kevin, and one for Jeff. Right. Hmm. Okay, so we'll move on to the wild card question then. What is the most fun game available when you need to pass some time on your cell phone? And uh, I believe it is Kevin's turn to start. Yeah. I don't really play games on my cell phone, Chris. <laughs> so I picked uh, Stardew Valley because it's the one I know. And I, I do really like it. It's You have a farm and you're trying to be a farmer and you're trying to make the farm as big as possible. And it's like a simulation, but then there's a town next to next to your farm and you have to like befriend the people in the village. And uh, it's a good game to pass the time because you can just do a few things and then stop and do whatever. There's no point that you have to stop at. So it's a good casual kind of you have a few minutes to fill kind of game. I get it. Yeah, let's see what Jeff has to say about this. Oh, um, I also, like Kevin, do not play games on my cell phone. Because, uh, I, I do not want to hurt my neck for the most part. Um, I know I can get apparatuses, but then I'm that guy. Anyway, I picked, wor wor <laughs> I picked, I picked Wordscapes. Not because I play it, because I watch my dad play it, and he plays it all the time, and he seems pretty enthused with it. And I think I think that's kind of the. I mean, if if it, if my dad is playing a game on his cell phone, there's something's working because my dad doesn't play video games or anything really when it comes to games, as far as like unless it's cards. Uh, so for him to play a video game at all, really should just prove my point. So wordscapes. I mean, you got everything. You get to make different words out of the same letters. I mean, that's kind of fun. It's smart. You may, may, may you know keeps your mind active. I mean. Yeah, that's gonna pass the time pretty good because you know you're thinking. That's what the human body needs to do. It needs to think, solve puzzles. Uh, building a farm? I don't know. I mean, I think I don't. I hate I hate phone games, so I don't play them. But, I mean, that's really my stance on this. I I don't care if I I need to win this point, <laughs> but, but at the same time, this question is like I don't care. You know, like I want to win because other people I know play this game. I, I'm sure yeah, some one of the three of you plays Wordscapes. And uh, no, no, okay, well, I do. <laughs> I, I know what it is. Yeah. All right, Perfect. I gotta ask you, you prove my point. <laughs> Coming from Jody here, snake on the Nokia brick phone. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah, I remember that one. It's uh, probably a really good one, right there. Actually, I used to love that game. If I can dig up my Nokia phone, it probably still works somewhere. Um, so let's uh, let's move on to Jane. <laughs> All right, I chose uh, Tetris. I don't really play games on my phone either, but this is the one game I think Dave can attest to that I do play all the time. Uh, it's a great just, you got five minutes, throw on Tetris. Um, even my opponent, Jeff, I think argued for Tetris a few weeks ago. So I know he's on board with it. Um, it was created in 1984. So 36 years old. So that uh, has a lot of longevity. It was originally created. Um, the cr developer said he created it to get people to be more comfortable with computers and working with them. So I think it helped 
uh, a lot of people just get more comfortable, start using their computers. Um, it's currently uh, used for mental health. It helps your brain activity. It reduces stress. Uh, people with depression are, use it. Um, what else? And you can use it one-handed. Um, it's not a long, it's not a lot of commitment kind of game. So I think that's really popular. I saw there's been 200 million copies sold. That's quite a bit. So I think it's popular. Uh, what else? So yeah, it improves your brain, cognitive. Uh, uh, I don't know. I think it just wins. That's that's my argument. <laughs> hey, any rebuttals? Uh, Kevin, your, your game is the only one I don't know. Um, but I, I did actually look it up and uh, maybe maybe I'll give it a go one time. <laughs> I don't know. It it kind of looks like uh, Sim City or something like that. Yeah, it is. It's very much in that in that vein. It's yeah. like a simulation. Yeah. Um, Jeff doesn't seem to have much else to say. He doesn't even play. <laughs> well, I do have one thing to say about Tetris. Yeah. That if I'm going to play Tetris, I want it on a Game Boy or like I want it on a handheld device more than my phone because I don't like the touchscreen aspect of it for me like i just it's got to be tactile to play tetris for me i don't even like playing it on the pc uh so yeah i played on my phone i just it's a one touch and it just switches I feel them about every single game ever that's why i don't play games on my phone <laughs> <laughs> you got plenty of time uh, but uh, if you want to have more rebuttal but I mean, we all clearly don't like phone games. First, <laughs> we even want to talk about this conversation. It's kind of like we're we're like none of us don't even want to argue. I mean, Jane's arguing for a game that came out on the NES, like you know, like yeah. it's just this universal game. I'm arguing for a game I only picked because my dad likes to play it, and if it can get my dad to play it, it's and, got it. And my game, as soon as I realized that the kids had already bought this game on Steam. I immediately moved to playing it on the computer. I'm not on my phone. <laughs> yeah. Oh, see there, see that? It's like well, I would want to play Civilization on my phone. I probably want to. You know. <laughs> anyway, I, I think I got an answer for this one. Okay. Um, and uh, I don't know what to do after this because I'm giving this point to Jeff. Oh, oh no, it's a tie. Okay. Okay, so we have a tiebreaker. Um, we have a I mean, three-way tie, actually. If game on his phone, then, uh, then <laughs> that's it. <laughs> I don't even have a game on my phone. I don't either. It's gone. <laughs> I deleted it. It's a waste Tetris of space. the only but... game on anyone's phone right here. Right now. <laughs> that's funny. How does this work? Well, no, well, Chris has to come up with a, some kind of a tiebreaker um, oh. between all of us. We all. Oh, have well, to. yeah, th this doesn't happen very often, but it happened this I'm, time. So um, we have a three-way tie. So Chris, you have to come up with some kind of a, a new question, and they're all going to have to argue something. Um, but then there's still going to be two people tied. That's <laughs> <Yeah>, true. <laughs> Basically, you the, no, you have to pick the best two. Uh, the top two of the three That's arguments, the, the worst argument is out. Okay, yeah. God, that makes sense. And you can make, make it a wild card, uh, Chris. You can make it whatever you want. Okay. Um, <clears throat> man, this is, a, this is a tough one. 
Uh, okay, so since we're in uh, we're in this quarantine right now, we can only uh, we can only associate with uh, ten people at a time. What's what's the most fun thing to do outside of the house with your ten people? Let's start with Jeff. He's up in the oh god. What's the most fun thing to do with 10 people during the quarantine? Is that the question? Outside of your house? Yeah, outside. Stand around and do nothing because there's nothing to do. I got it. Okay, pool party. That can be pool party. Pool party. Okay, you got the barbecue going. You got the tunes going. You got the pool. Yeah, you got your 10 favorite people out there. Uh, I mean, what more do you need? I mean, you got every, you got all the... The, the great things about life you got you got tunes you got human interaction you got swimming it's hot outside right now especially in the summer if you're going to do anything i think you do a pool party uh you get the ice cream going ice cream cake maybe you order the ice cream truck to come over and they play the beer song uh you know we discussed earlier we get the beer truck to come maybe we get that going on that would be you know i don't think you need to leave far from the house you want to be safe you want to be you know it's a pandemic on you don't want to be going out you know to mass gatherings with your 10 people you want to keep your 10 people you only like 10 people anyway do you really like 10 other people no you only like your 10 people so you keep them in in the pool party confined uh you know outdoor environment you know you have beers you have fun you swim you do you do what you gotta do good one let's move on to jane okay so this is something that uh, i was with friends yesterday and we're actually planning uh, they live up in Greensville and they have like this dilapidated tennis court and we are planning to have a dance party, kind of similar to a pool party. They do have a pool there as well. So we could use the pool, but it's not primarily about the pool. We're going to have, we're going to combine two groups of 10 and have dancing spots on right big, big circles on the court so you can dance within your circle two groups of 10 don't interact but can see each other go to a screen to um have dancing like music videos or something uh have a bonfire um so it's kind of 20 but 10 wide open spaces and i think we all deserve a dance party and invitations are still uh could come out depending on if i win or not so this question anyway that's it Move on to Kevin. Uh, camping. <laughs> Go camping with 10 friends, except for Dave, because he doesn't like it. But no. <laughs> Although that might make it more fun. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, you're out with friends. You got a fire. It's a lot like the pool party, but just camping in the woods or at a campground. Yeah, that'd be fun. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I don't know what else to say. <laughs> Kevin's face is frozen like that. It's hilarious. <laughs> Amazing. I can't see it, so I wish I could. It's the best. Oh, Dave got rid of it. Oh, no, he, he dropped off. Well, he'll be back. He dropped off. Uh, okay. Uh, for me, like, the, you know, you can go do the pool party thing. I mean... If you're in the woods camping, I mean, right now animals are you know getting more you know crazy. They might get more aggressive. I don't know. Animals are crazy. I don't know. I don't, this is a weird question, there, Chris. I mean, like, for what's the most fun thing to do? Yeah. There's really nothing to do. You put me on. So I mean, <laughs> to, make, to make a question. So it, 
So I, I think Jane kind of stole my answer, but just added dancing. <laughs> <laughs> and I stole your answer, but took away the pool. <laughs> took away the pool. And it's funny you bring that up because Amanda and I were like, Jay, Jay, Dave, we should go camping. And everyone was like, yeah. And Dave was like, no. <laughs> you got to get him camping. <laughs> so that's my argument against camping is uh, some people might not like it. All right. True. Some people are afraid of the water. Some people don't like to dance. (laughs) Oh, come on. Everyone likes to dance just a little. You don't have to dance. You can just kind of sway. (laughs) That would be fun. Kevin Millard, 1426. Just sway. Uh, Uh, Okay, well, I guess we got to move on to the uh, speed round. It's going to be. Who's in? Who's moving on? Who's moving on is. um, Moving on. Jeff made her made a comeback again. Full party. Oh. So Jeff uh, is moving on, and who was joining him? Uh, Jane. They both got pools. Kevin's oh. just oh, the water oh, did it. Like camping. I don't really see. <laughs> I don't really want to go. I don't really want to go sleep on the ground either with with ten of my friends. Well, you get separate <laughs> tents. You're not all sleeping together, Chris. Well. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't sound fun. Okay, Uh, good. Okay. Um, By the way, if any of you just like chose ball hockey, you would have won because like you can do that with ten people. Oh yeah. That's true. You could four four. Yeah. Okay, so you're ready for the speed round? Um. Yeah. Okay. Here we go. Chris came up with these questions. Chris came up with these questions, okay. so this will have to be quick. Um, Kevin, we're going to hide you, if that's okay. Okay, yep. Uh, just so to help keep this. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, should, uh, Dave, should I say the question first before you put it up so that uh, the, the first one who jumps in? Yeah, how does this work? I, I know I've listened to Oh, hold on. I, I have to remember. do this a weird way. Hold on. Hide, hide. And show, show, and then, um, uh, probably a, um, fresh prints. Oh, there we go. That's the way I wanted it. Okay. Perfect. Yeah. Okay. So we'll say uh, the question, and whoever says it first gets it. Um, so, yeah. oh, okay. All right. Whoever says which answer they want of the two possible answers that Chris has predetermined. Okay. So you have to argue. If you want to give up, you can give up, but you forfeit the point. To not argue at all? Yeah, if you're just like, well, I don't want to argue B, then that's your right, but I wouldn't, you're giving up the point. Not advisable. Yeah. Okay. That's why you got to get the answer you want. Okay. Okay. And. Movies. Here we go. Who's the better actor? Pauly Shore or Hulk Hogan? Hulk Hogan. All right. You can argue it, Jane. Okay. So do I have a time limit here? Or. How does this work? Make it speedy. Just make it speedy? Okay. Uh, Hulk Hogan. Oh, we're having uh, technical difficulties here. So I'll just continue talking. Uh, So Hulk Hogan, I would say, is a better actor because he was chosen to be in a Rocky film, which is a major uh, studio film. And he did a fantastic job. Um, He also is a big uh, wrestler, very popular. And I think pretty much the WWE stuff is acting, so he's a long history of being an actor. Uh, can I talk about Polly Shore? Is that allowed? 
versus Pauly Shore, which who knows what he did. I don't know. Jeff? <laughs> was he on MTV? He was annoying and on MTV. Okay. I mean, I, I could say at least Pauly Shore was in at least one good movie. And for because Pauly Shore was in the movie, and that's Encino Man. Encino Man with him and Brendan Fraser is a good rewatch. Go back and watch. It's funny. Hulk Hogan, have you seen that? What's that one that he's in where he's like Mr. Mom or like he's not Mr. Mom, but he's like, um, oh man, there's a terrible movie. Suburban Command. That's the one. Oh my God. That is one of the worst movies and worst performances. How people paid to put him in a movie at all makes no sense. Paulie Shore is at least funny. He's a good comedian. Hulk Hogan was never funny. I mean, he's just a goof. I mean, they were like, this guy's a big goof, eh? Let's put him in movies and see how it works. I mean, even Rocky is no defense either. I mean, there's some terrible Rocky movies. I love I mean, Rocky. Rocky, I love Rocky 5 is awful. Rocky, Rocky Balboa. Okay, yeah, with that, that one guy, Rocky 5. That, but, oh. Oh, Kogan, I, like I believe, was only in Rocky 3. I'm not sure. Right. Mm-hmm. It's not oh, that yeah, good of a movie. Rocky movie, yeah. Rocky Four is much better, and Rocky One and Two are obviously much better. But so. there was comedy for sure in his wrestling career. For sh- like, speed, speed round, Chris, you got to make a decision. Okay, uh, this, <laughs> this one's going to Jeff. Jeff, <laughs> are you a fan right. of the Tito Man? <laughs> okay. All right. Second question: Who's the better host of The Price Is Right, Bob Barker or Drew Carey? Uh, Bob Barker. Yeah. All right, Jeff. You're first. He's the classic. I grew up on Bob Barker. When Drew Carey came to it, I was like, why are you? Why did you stop doing Whose Line Is It Anyway? Like, you had a thing. What are you doing? Uh, Bob Barker was the man. He was like, he, he, he figured out exactly how to do that show right. He perfected it. They should have just ended it. The show should have stopped. I mean, Drew Carey taking over that show was ridiculous. They never needed to do it. Um, sometimes things need to die. Like, The Tonight Show should have died with uh, Jimmy Carson. Like, it's, some things need to kind of like, they did it the best. Okay, move on to call it something else. Jane, any? Okay, so I prefer Drew Carey in the sense that we have, I love Barbara, Bob Barker for sure as well, but then all the Me Too uh, movement stuff came about him, out about him. He was pretty slimy. I heard some stories about his ladies. So that changed my opinion on him. I haven't heard much scandal coming out about Drew Carey, so I find he was a much more likable host. Um, so that's, yeah. Okay, uh, this one goes to Jeff. Sorry. Oh my God. Okay. <laughs> I was surprised I won that one. <laughs> okay, so uh, that means Jeff is now ahead by two points. Uh, yeah, four, music, music four, four categories to go. Uh, moving on to the next round, which is music. Who's a better singer, Ozzy Osbourne or Elton John? Oh, Elton. Ozzy Osbourne sounds like you're, you're a screeching old grandma. Like you, oh, it's just like delusional. That's what I think when I think Ozzy Osbourne. Elton John is a young Ozzy. Are we talking about like now or like when they were in their prime? Whenever. Whenever. I mean, Elton John in his prime was one of the best singers ever. Now he's he's different. His voice went deeper. I don't like it as much. Ozzy Osbourne can doesn't know who he's talking to most of the time. So if we're talking about Ozzy Osbourne now, I would definitely go rather watch Elton John. Back in the day, Elton John, I'd still, again, at any point in history, I'd rather listen to Elton John, who's the, the better singer, more phonetic. 
All right, Ozzy Osbourne is a better singer. I th I feel that his voice hasn't degraded like Elton John's has, so it's a stronger voice all around. Uh, he just belted it out, where Elton John held back, was a little bit of, eh, I'm a little afraid. No, Ozzy Osbourne, he just gave it all, and um, still going strong today. Uh, just so you know, they uh, they do have a song together right now. That's that's what inspired this question. Oh, <laughs> well, so I did not know that. They do. They, they have a song together. They got Ozzy up. Oh yeah, they got him. Out, they got him out of bed. Um, <laughs> um, Jane, you're not that good at the speed round. I'm gonna have to give this one to Jeff. That's all right. I bet oh you that Ozzy Osbourne doesn't even know that he did a song with all. That was a hard one to argue. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, Jane, uh, you have to take these next three. Oh, no. Oh, okay. God, sports. Or Jeff, Jeff I'm afraid one. you're going to win this. You won't, yes. be able to, you won't be able to catch them. There. Um, what is more important to win the World Series, pitching or hitting? Pitching. Okay. <laughs> I want, I'm giving Jane first pick. Here. I think Jane. Pick, pick whatever she wants. To win the World Series, pitching. Absolutely. You want to do a fast pitch, a hard pitch, a sideways pitch, all of that. That's what matters. That, like, uh, in I was a pitcher once uh, for work, and I pitched, and I found that I was a make or break for every game that I played, usually breaking, but it's a very important position. And Jeff? So I have to argue for hitting. I mean, I guess offense wins. More runs you score, the easier it is to win. I mean, you can't win by not scoring any points so or runs. Um, the real answer here is managing. <laughs> because a, a man, another man needs to dress up in the same uniform as the players, chew tobacco, spit it out, and tell them to get out there and hit them on the butt. I mean, that's really what it takes. That's the most important thing to win the World Series. Okay, uh, this one goes to Jane. Yeah. Next one, history is just a yes or no question. Is the Second Amendment necessary in today's society? Ooh, oh, jeez. How did take that one? I. Oh, God. In America, like, uh, I guess. No. no, no, it's not. I mean, it's not necessary. I mean, they don't have it in Britain and a whole bunch of different countries. They don't have the right to own a gun. I mean, you, you can own one. They're not going to restrict you from it, but you shouldn't have like this right that is like infallible. I mean, I think we, it's, it's the right to bear arms to oppress a tyrannical government. That's the whole purpose of it. The tyrannical government has nuclear weapons that the citizen can never make. What are you going to do? Shoot a nuclear weapon with your peace water? Like, I mean, it, it really has no effect. I mean, so people thinking they're protecting, you know, you want to protect your family. Like, I understand that. But to actually go against the U.S. government or any government that has more power than you with just one gun. That's really not bearing arms. You'd have to bear the same arms against that government to be able to do that, right? Like, which is never going to happen. So, I mean, we're yeah, it's not good. Not good. The situation when it was that thing when the Second Amendment was written, we weren't in that the situation we are today. So, Jane. Uh, so yes, I think I think it's important. I 
don't always trust gov uh, governments. We see that right now with the, the American government. I think it's always, you can't let them get too powerful. You always, they always have to have the fear of the people, that the people can rise up and take over. I, I agree that it shouldn't be every type of arms. Like when the Constitution was written, I think it was like muskets. So let's get it, like give us all some muskets. I know they have the nuclear thing, but they're never going to use that. So I think there should always be the power of the people to take arms up against the government. If we take that away, we can be in big trouble. All righty. Um Going with Jane because uh, Jeff, I think you uh, you actually argued Jane's point. <laughs> I know, I kind of did, but <laughs> at the same time, the word "necessary" crosses me up there. Is it necessary? I, I guess. I mean, do we have the right to bear arms in Canada? I guess. Do I guess we do? No, we don't. It's not a, an intrinsic it's not a right. right. But, uh, it's not like a human right. But it's a license right. thing. Okay, so last question. <clears throat> Which is better barbecued, a jumbo hot dog or a hamburger? Hot dog. I mean, okay, you go first. A hot dog is better on a barbecue. I mean, what's more barbecue American, I know we're not American, than a, a wiener like street meat? That a, you go to the baseball game, you get a hot dog. You're on the street after a bar and you get a hot dog. Like... You don't get a hamburger, so it's great. I don't know. I just think it's an easy argument. Hot dog, you can put tons of stuff on it. You can put chili on it. You can put sauerkraut, just ketchup if you want. Yeah. Jeff? I think a hot dog is one of those things that you don't know want to, you don't want to see it being made, and there's a reason for that because most of the things that are in a hot dog are like face tendons and cheeks and weird fucking you know sinew and i think uh when you look at a hamburger i mean at least it's just the hamburger meat ground up like you understand what it is like it's a lot more tasty too i think it's a little juicier i mean you don't have to put as many toppings on it i mean you just really just need a good slab of cheese a little bit of lettuce a little bit of mayo a little bit of ketchup and i think you're good to go with the hamburger you could add more but with a hot dog it's like you gotta like smother it's too messy too i find the hot dog very messy yeah, but with a hot dog, you're kind of guaranteed that it's not going to kill you. Like, you can have an under undercooked hamburger, an overcooked, really um, tough hamburger. A hot dog is hard to, you know, it's always juicy. That is true. That's the risk I'm willing to take <laughs> for that, that sweet, sweet, delicious beef. <laughs> Jesus Christ, yeah. <laughs> a hot beef. Well, I guess we're at the end of the show now, and uh, Jeff Mater is going to be the comeback kid. Oh my God. I agree that the uh, the hamburger is better, and you have to you you, on agree, that one. you agree with sweet, sweet, delicious beef. <laughs> oh, I should have known. You served us hamburgers. Yeah. Dean is Dean is I didn't know who the host was. Dean, you're trying to argue that street hot dogs are good, so. Oh, they are. <laughs> They're so good. The Polish ones are pretty good, but the hot the, the 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 New York City hot dogs are terrible. Well, the Polish ones are sausages; those are awesome. Right, so yeah. they're not hot dogs. That's true. Yeah, they're freaking the hot dogs. Sausage over different. hot dog for sure. Right. Yeah. Well, I don't know. I know you disagree. Yeah, I love hot dogs. No, so that's it. Yeah, you... Jeff wins. That's it. 
Congratulations. All right. Back-to-back back back wins for Jeff. I mean, I, I should be the host next time. That's what I think. Who wants to host? Hey, well, time? yeah. I think we can arrange. Well, I, I guess we'll be back in a month or so. Thanks for hosting, Chris. Thanks Anytime. for hosting, Chris. And yeah, we'll be back for an, a next month. Uh, this is the voice of Dave Mater, by the way. Uh, for an, the next edition of Trivial Debates, make sure to subscribe and to follow us on all our channels. And uh, yeah, Jeff, you want to host the next one? Yeah, I'll do it. Thanks for the comments, Jody. I see. I think Jody's in, in, in the in the staging area down there. Okay. So, um, our, all right. Well, thanks everybody, and uh, we'll check you next time here on Trivial Debates. I won. <laughs> My sweet sweet beef. Took it home. Oh, thank you.